Hello everyone and Namaskar. Today's discourse is titled Sadvipra, Taraka Brahma, Sada Shiva, and Shri Krishna. And it is the 10th discourse in a compilation titled Who is the Real Guru? In individual and collective life, changes are constantly taking place. Minor changes frequently and major changes intermittently. Primitive human beings came onto this earth about one million years ago, but the present human beings had their origin only about a hundred thousand years ago. The pace of human progress these last million years has been very slow. Humans advance at barely a snail's pace. It took those primitive people hundreds of thousands of years to discover fire, and hundreds of thousands of years more to invent the bullock cart. Many ancient civilizations have disappeared from the annals of history simply because they could not invent the wheel. They were able to invent the boat, but as they had not invented the wheel, they could not make carts and chariots. For this reason, the Mayan civilization of South America had its downfall. The speed of social progress in those days was very slow and only began to accelerate during the last 15,000 years, after the composition of the Rig Veda. The history of these 15,000 years of progress can be considered as the real history of human civilization. Generally, humans adapt themselves to minor changes through individual or collective endeavor. Sometimes, if the need arises, they cause minor changes themselves and progress accordingly. Whenever one or both of these two situations occurs, that is, when people feel the necessity to introduce minor changes to adapt themselves to the change conditions, various leaders emerged who guide the society. In ancient times, these leaders were called rishis. Many such leaders lived in the past, many are living in the present, and many will live in the future, because changes are sure to come in human society. Whatever is created will certainly move ahead through changes. Everything which exists in the universe will certainly have to undergo change. When the difference between the two forms, past and present, becomes too vast, we say that the past is dead and gone. Death is also a type of change in which the present form seems to lose its link with the past. Suppose there is a small baby. When it grows into a boy, a distinct change occurs, but we understand nevertheless that the same baby has grown up into a boy. In due course, the same boy becomes a youth, the youth a middle-aged man, and after a certain period, the middle-aged man becomes an old man. We can divide a person's life into different stages of growth in this way, but when the same old man is reborn as a child, the difference becomes so vast that one fails to discover the link between the two lives. Thus, death is a change, and rebirth is also a change. A study of history reveals that minor changes take place continuously, and major changes occur at longer intervals. Before the discovery of fire, the ancient humans used to heat things with the scorching rays of the sun. Much later, when fire was discovered, 
it was considered a major change in human history. When the ancient humans first invented the bullet cart, it was considered as a sign of far-reaching scientific progress. We can roughly say that the civilization first started sprouting after the prehistoric age of the human race, that is, from the days of the first composition of the Rig Veda, about 15,000 years ago. A major change took place during the days of Lord Shiva, towards the end of the Rig Vedic period, which lasted 10,000 years. Human life is characterized by various kinds of expressions. People eat and drink, wear clothes, sing and dance, build houses, undergo medical treatment, and so on, which are collectively known as culture. Any one of these expressions is not culture. Culture is the sum total of them all. Sadashiva wanted to systematize all those expressions of human life, dance, music, medicine, civilization, in fact, every aspect of life. This was a big change, a revolutionary change. Nothing like it had ever taken place before. Such far-reaching changes are not easily brought about by ordinary leaders or rishis. Those who help people adapt themselves to the changed situation I have called Sadvipras. But the one who actually initiates the major change is called Amaha Sadvipra. Sadvipras know how to lead people in perfect adjustment with the changed circumstances and guide them along the right path. So the initiation of a revolutionary change is not the work of a Sadvipra, but the work of Maha Sadvipra. Maha Sadvipra is the philosophical term in the scriptures he is called Taraka Brahma. Sadashiva was one such Taraka Brahma, a versatile guide in all aspects of human life. In the post-Shiva period, however, the speed of social progress eventually slackened. It lost its momentum, and degeneration set in. The various parts of the social machinery became rusty. The situation demanded the advent of another great personality, who was capable of pushing the society ahead and leading the people along the right path. Thus, about 3,500 years ago, another great leader emerged, Sri Krishna. He also caused a big change in the society and infused a tremendous wave of social progress. One may ask whether Sadashiva alone brought about these major changes in the society. No, certainly not. He was assisted by numerous sadhakas, devotees, intellectuals, and ordinary people. In the scriptures, they are known as Shiva's Gana. It is said that other gods and goddesses were decorated with various kinds of ornaments. Some wore earrings and crowns. Others carried conches and lotuses and weapons such as discuses and clubs. But in the case of Shiva, his ornaments were his devotees, who worked tirelessly to build the society according to his instructions. What happened during the days of Sri Krishna? He too brought about a revolutionary change in the society. Those who assisted him in the revolutionary task were not necessarily wise and intellectual people, nor were they all well versed in all the scriptures. Many of them were ordinary members of society, but it is a fact that they were ardent devotees and sincerely worked for the welfare of humanity under the directions of Sri Krishna, Braja. Their wealth 
was their love for their Ishta, goal, their devotion to Krishna, and because of their devotion they became successful in their lives. People achieve more with their sincerity than with their knowledge. This age, too, has undergone a marked change. Various kinds of problems have arisen in the society of today. New types of preparations, mental, physical, and all-round preparations are necessary to cope with the present situation. Corruption and degeneration have entered the minutest pores of the social body. The honest people will have to work towards a major change by fighting unitedly against this adverse situation. To succeed in this task, however, people will have to make thorough preparations. Just as one needs to make preparations before doing a bad action, one must also make preparations before doing a good deed. Good people will do good deeds. There is a preparatory stage before each action. In fact, long preparations have been going on, and today change has become inevitable. The situation brooks no further delay. About 3,300 years have passed since the days of Lord Krishna, and about 7,000 years have passed since the days of Shiva. The people of today will have to become prepared, just as they were in the past. They will have to plunge themselves into a new battle, with a new ideology, to bring about the total well-being of the human race. When a major change took place in the past, such as in the days of Shiva and Krishna, a new philosophy, a new way of life, a new light inspired people to move along, and that is why they could accomplish their task in an incredibly short time. To bring about a major change, fight is inevitable, be it short or protracted. When people fight under the inspiration of a mighty personality, the task is accomplished within a short period. The people then decide, after deep thought, what the main problems confronting society are, and then make necessary preparations to solve those problems. Once they are prepared, they can attain success very quickly. Human society today must be viewed with a universal outlook and not in a sectarian way. We must resolve all problems, major or minor. We must start the work of solving the major problems immediately because the need to bring a change in a society has already come. The more we delay, the more the darkness will linger. Today, a new philosophy, a new form of humanism, a new form of socio-economic thought has already come, with the sole intention of promoting collective social welfare. That is why I advise you not to waste your time any longer. Utilize your time in worthwhile pursuits. It is said, Shuvasya Shigram Ashuvasya Kalaharanam. Before starting a noble task, you need not consult the almanac or the positions of the stars. Start it immediately. But when you want to do something harmful, try to delay it for as long as you can. With the passing of time and a change in mentality, you may decide not to do it anymore. While you are executing your noble task, do not waste your time. In this practical world, in this relative world, the most valuable relative factor is time. Once the time has passed and gone, it does not return again. So never misuse time. May you prosper. May victory be with you. January 17, 1979, Bangon. Thank you.